Hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of Black and White Commentaries. My name is Will. And as always, I'm Lee. And this week we are going to be talking about El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Starring, what's his name? Jesse Pinkman? Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why his name slipped my mind. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to say this up front. I don't think this movie needed to be made. Huh. Wow. I I like I like that Jesse gets an end story to everything that happened mm. prior, but like the the plot of this movie, it feels so forced. Mm. It just felt like they needed something to put in here to tailor end his story, and so mm-hmm. they shoehorned the apartment and the money. And then, you know, we'll get to it later on, but blowing up the welding warehouse. It's it, it felt so like they did not need to do any of that. That it I just yeah. that's that's my that's my personal feeling on it. Um how did you feel about it after you saw it? I felt like I just watched a really long, boring episode. Really? To be honest. I mean, okay. like again, I'm glad they gave him an end to his story because everybody said, what happens to Jesse? But what happens to Jesse? It's like, yeah, they didn't need to make a full-on movie about it, though. They really didn't. Because it did, not fe- it did not feel like a movie. It didn't have its own story. It was just a continuation of everything we already knew, you know? So it wasn't – it didn't need to be a movie. Maybe a two-part, you know, two-episode ending of of Jesse's thing like a like a a mini mini series you know just to right. kind of have that there like it the fact that they played it up to be a movie I don't think it was necessary that was not some big grand like whoa that's a standalone like I could watch this movie no, no it wasn't it was at just, all it was just a really long episode it was I mean it, and to what you said not only does it not feel like a movie it doesn't even feel like an episode of Breaking Bad yeah. I mean, when you think about Breaking Bad, and let's just, I mean, if we're going to talk about this, let's talk about the way the Breaking Bad ended. You have mm. the entire relationship between Walt and Jesse, whether you want to look at it as father and son or more of a mentor thing. The two of them mm-hmm. bond over Walt having cancer and his aunt having right. cancer, uh, and they go through a lot together. They almost die in the desert. Walt kills a couple of people for Jesse. Jesse kills a guy named Gail. They're heavily both manipulating each other. The And just their entire relationship is just one dysfunctional event after another. And But mm. at the same time, mm. they have this really weird chemistry <laughs> together. It's right. the, the dichotomy is through the roof when it comes to the yeah. two of them. Um, we last see Jesse as Walt is freeing him from the Nazi compound or wherever they are, and he's barreling in an El Camino off the compound through a gate, and that's kind of the way that this movie picks up. Right. But it picks up in a flashback, and he's sitting there, and he's talking with Mike, and they're having a conversation about what Jesse's going to do when he leaves, and he that's where he gets the idea of just going to Alaska. And mm-hmm. it's so weird because even at this stage, Jesse's still naive enough to think that he can fix everything and clean everything up. And Mike has to very quickly you know, shoot that down uh, pretty harshly. And then we just get right into it with Jesse fleeing and the cops are coming and it's just chaos. And he ends up going to showing uh, Badger and Skinny Pete here at this moment <laughs> in time. Again, it feels so forced because... Mm. I I didn't like the way that that happened. Um, 
I don't know. They could have done. I think I feel like something else could have happened while he was leaving. Like I was expecting like the way they marketed this movie. It was like almost like fugitive esque where he was going to spend his entire time, you know, running from the law. And he does. But he makes a pit stop at his buddy's house, who's also a junkie. And yeah. my, th- you're running from the law and your first thought is to stop at some guy that you used to do drugs with. Like, right. that's your first move? Come on, man. And I get it. He's still supposed to be a kid. You know, not a whole lot of time has passed between him meeting Walt in this moment. But still, like, you've lived an entire lifetime up until this point and you're still, like, falling back on your junkie buddies. I don't know. It's all, it's all he had. I guess it's so. all he had. It, so I, okay. I don't know. I mean, so he, here's the funny thing. So the entire time watching Breaking Bad, I'm just like, I just can't. I couldn't stand Badger. He just annoyed me. And Skinny Pete was just Skinny Pete, and which is, you know, that's who he is. Um, they always kind of bugged me, but for some reason, watching them here, I was like, okay, I understand them. I like their characters. It's it's okay. I'm okay with it now. I don't know why something changed in the past five years. So I didn't think it was a bad idea. It's like, where else could he go? He's, and at that point, he was clearly exhausted, exhausted, messed up. And I mean, we don't know how long he slept for, but probably quite a long time, you mm. know, with all the stress and everything he went through. And he wakes up, you know, freaks out, starts like pulling guns out and, you know, tweaking on, out on them and full on PTSD. Oh yeah. On, like, oh yeah. And I and I like that. Like, of course, he's been through this traumatic experience, and he's been kept prisoner in quite literally a cage for mm-hmm. we really don't know how long. Months, I'm assuming months. And of course, when he gets out of that, given everything that he's been through, there's gonna be there's gonna be something wrong. Um, right. we get that. We get a couple of flashback scenes where, well, the first flashback scene we get is he's in the shower and we just see his back and it's scarred mm. up like he's been whipped. And then you get that amazing shot of him just being hosed down with a, a fire hydrant hose, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. I don't know anything that yes. has that much pressure on it that was oh, ridiculous. Yeah. Sure, a fire hose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a fire hose. And immediately we just we jump right into it and he has to get rid of the car. He calls up Joe the Magna guy from that whole thing, which I thought was kind of cool. Kind it of was a cool, cool but the but the fact that Joe's there and he's like actually quoting the magnets line, I was like, okay, like we get it, we get yeah. it. Yeah, you went a little far there. Like, let us enjoy and don't. Tr- it was it was almost as if this guy was like, oh, I really like being on that show. Hey, can I? And I'm just gonna remember this line. You know, it was. <laughs> It was as if he was. It was almost breaking a breaking a fourth wall at that point because of how ridiculously bit. it was just like thrown up there. I'm like, yeah, I know we all got it. You didn't have to go that far. Like, I feel like if this movie had come out maybe ten or fifteen years after the finality, I think I would have felt a little bit better about it. But because Breaking Bad is so fresh, this movie mm. doesn't hit the nostalgia buttons that it's clearly supposed to. It's it's yeah. not doing that yet. It hasn't been long enough. You know what I mean? I suppose. I mean, I that's think, just. I, I mean, in my my opinion, I guess if they waited much longer, people would just not care, and they'd expect it to be even greater. So I really don't. I I don't. I'm gonna like. I'll say I don't agree with you there. I just I feel like the movie should have been made better, regardless <laughs> of what whether it came out now or later. Um, maybe they should have waited five more years and just made a much better movie. 
you know, something with some more more meat to it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because no, I, I mean, mean. basically so when when we talked about watching this and I watched it, I watched it not thinking I was going to be sitting down and watching it. I, I think I watched it on my phone. You know, I just watched it right on Netflix, just sat there and watched it in bed on my phone. And next, and I was like, I'm just going to watch the beginning of it, see how it is. But I ended up just sticking around and watching the whole thing. I didn't take any notes because nothing seemed noteworthy to me. No, no, it really and, didn't. And I was like, okay, like I just I didn't feel inspired to say, let me watch this again and and write notes. I'm like, no, like I just I'm pretty sure I can remember everything. I could sum up the entire movie in a four minute conversation tops well, because I, everything was so slow. Well, <laughs> I I mean, the way that I took my notes was I watched it the first time, didn't take any notes, and then today, like maybe an hour and a half ago. I just threw together a bunch of notes as I'm skimming through because it's so easy to follow. It, it you're you're absolutely right. right. There's not right. a whole lot in this movie that's actually noteworthy. Um, yeah, the um, we find out that the car that he stole out of the compound is low jacked, and Joe, mm-hmm. the magnet guy, he's out of there. Get rid of this <laughs> yeah. car, and and Skinny P comes up with the great idea: just leave the car here. Here, Badger, take mine. You take his. Get out of here, and. I'm doing this because you're my hero. How is Jesse a hero? He would only be a hero to these two idiots, right? Like, there's nobody well, else yeah. Yeah. In, in the world who would look at him as a hero. Yeah. It just, that just blew my, and I, and that's what I mean. Like, it did not feel like an episode of Breaking Bad because I don't think that something like that would be in an episode of Breaking Bad. Say whatever right. you want about it. Like some people will say that Breaking Bad glorified crime, but it it really didn't. It actually, you know, comes down pretty hard on criminal activity and shows you that these people don't get to live the greatest and and, and best of lives. And here you are with a character watching a movie calling, showing that somebody who gets gets away scot free and everything's golden. Not only gets away scot free, but you have another character in here flat out calling him a hero. And this right. whole movie is very, it is very sympathetic towards Jesse. I feel right. bad for what happens to Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad. He's being held prisoner. He finds out this guy who has been a father figure to him and mentored him, sold him up the river and watched a girlfriend of his die. We get through all that. So you are supposed to feel bad, but of course, y- I always wanted some type of retribution to come. Like I, oh, I, yeah. I, I never wanted to see Jesse just get away scot free. No one in this series mm-hmm. gets away scot free, but Jesse does. And on top yeah. of that, this whole movie is just like sympathy, sympathy, sympathy. Oh, you're a hero. More sympathy, more sympathy, and it's just one after the other. I, right. I don't get it. It's it really threw me through a loop. No, I totally agree. I totally right. agree. Well, um, I, I mean, and but the thing is, and this is what we have to remember: it's the way that uh, movies are are being made today. Movies, media, anything in in the media nowadays, we are glorifying so many of the wrong things. So, I mean, whatever. I mean, you're, you're talking to a Christian here, you know, Family Guy, a Family Man, not a Family Guy. I'm like, hey, I'm a Family Guy. Hey, Lois, you know. Um, <laughs> but. My whole thing about it is like we're we're glorifying all of the wrong things in in our media today, and this is just another way that we're desensitizing people to just appreciate the wrong things. You know, this guy did some really bad things. He be- he belongs in prison. You know, like he 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 needs to you know in one way or another you know account for his crimes, right? 
but this whole movie is basically just giving him the chance to escape and he escapes and we're like, oh good, he made it. But then we go, but wait, wait, he shouldn't have. <laughs> like I would have loved at this point, you know, as much as we fought against it, I mean that this whole show leading up to it really, it's like you start rooting for the the bad guys and the bad guys are the main characters. And they're they're making a lot more TV shows and movies and things like this where we are rooting for the bad guy the entire time. I mean, even watching The Dark Knight, you know, you kind of want the Joker to win because he's like, hey, he kind of makes some sense there. You know, like I'm not saying, you know, I feel like blowing up a hospital and stuff like that. And I wouldn't go you know, so far. I wouldn't go so far as to say that you're rooting for the bad guy in Breaking Bad because well, personally, I fell off of the Walt train the moment that he let Jane die. That was the end for me with Walt. Like I was on board. Right. I was on board with this guy. He's getting ready to die. He's doing what he got to do to get his family some money. You know, nobody but you know these underground criminals have been hurt so far. You know, evil's punishing evil, and I can buy that with my media. Mm-hmm. But this one woman who has a drug problem, you just like stand there as she's overdosing and you let her go no that's when i fell off the wall train so i yeah. gotta disagree with you there and from that point on in the but show that's when you felt that's when you fell off the wall train that's not when everybody fell off the wall train though that's just your own personal opinion on it you're right it is my own personal opinion on it but there is a point where mm, you, based I mean, it's on, hard to say it's hard to say what other people thought about it you know no i'm not saying what other people thought about it i'm saying what the general consensus is there is a moment when everybody falls off with walt i don't really i haven't mm. read or heard about anybody sticking with walt <laughs> all the way through the end i mean mm. if you did then i mean maybe you should be watched by somebody but <laughs> that there's right. there that there, there is a point where this is too far even for the diehard of diehard Walt fans. That was just right. my personal moment. And I kind of feel like I feel like the show, again, did a pretty good job of letting the audience know, do not glorify these characters because no matter how many steps they take towards their end goal, there's always some kind of obstacle in the way for them that they have to just keep escalating their their activity. Exactly. It's it's and it's not I, I'm not glorifying it. I'm not saying that it's a great thing. I don't think the show thinks it's a great thing. This movie clearly thinks that it's a good thing for Jesse to get away. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Morally, I have a big problem with that. I'm well, I mean, okay, on so there's, with there's, you. A, there's a lot of uh, shows that I watch around this this like season of my life when I watch this and around this time. I'm trying to think what I watched first. Uh, just I mean, it doesn't really make a difference, but I watch this and Dexter. You know, both movies that are glorifying, like, criminal activity. You know? And it's like, oh. But you watch it, and when you start to see that the, the, the main character is about to get caught, you go, I hope he doesn't get caught. Like, there's that, that feeling inside of you saying, I hope they don't get caught. And that's that's you sympathizing with a criminal who deserves some type of justice. You know? So, it's... Whatever I'm, and anybody listening right now who's just like, oh well, I'm, he's just you know, gotta stick up his butt. I'm like, no, I don't have to stick up my butt. I'm like, I I enjoyed watching what I watched, you know, and but that's the point. It's a hook, you know. You get hooked into this belief system that like, oh well, there's always a reason something's happening, or there's always a way to get around it, and there's always good in everybody. I'm like, well, yeah, there is good in everybody, but we're still rooting for a bad guy. 
you know, in, in TV shows like this. And it's becoming more and more popular for people to watch things like that. It's becoming more and more popular because we're in the age of the anti-hero, Lee. I mean, of course there's we are. only there's only there's the age only of the Antichrist. So, <laughs> there's only so many times where you can rescue the woman on the train tracks before people get bored with it. You can't. You, right. I mean, you can't oh, I keep doing it. It gets old and dull. And that age of television or cinema ended years ago. Right. And, but but let's talk about what is happening right now, which is actually still working. And it has been the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sorry, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the MCU card. We have heroes that struggle. They have their own personal struggles, but you wouldn't call them anti-heroes. You know, some deal with PTSD, some deal with alcoholism. You know, they're dealing with, with these issues, yet they're not anti-heroes. They're still I would he- call, heroes. I would call any event vigilante anti-hero. Vigilantism is illegal and it is punishable. Of course. And just so check the Sokovia Accords, but these, but, but you're and you're, you're using. See, you're using the MCU as a comparison, but every, all of the heroes in the MCU belong in prison. Well, every hero in every movie belongs in prison. Look, they even they even tried to imprison Superman. Yeah. You know, Batman's a vigilante. It's like every single quote unquote hero. Is is that you know that's why that's why he tried to make Harvey Dent the hero. He's like, no, you're the you're the hero Gotham needs. <laughs> sure he is. Sure Gotham he deserves. Was. Yeah, we we saw how that ended up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Rachel. <laughs> well, Anyways, well, um, anyway, we're gonna move on a little bit. Uh, we get our first flashback. We get one of I think three or four flashback scenes in this, and I don't think we needed any of them. Um, mm. Because they're all about Todd, and they're all about a stash of money in Todd's so, apartment. Let's talk about Todd. Okay. Um, somebody Complete warned sociopath. me about this, and when and when I watched it, I was just like, okay, are we sure that's Todd, or did this man eat Todd? <laughs> because that's not the Todd we met <laughs> before. This well, is no, a big I, Todd. <laughs> yeah. Well, they him um, Jesse Perlman. I think is his name. I think is I okay. think the actor's name is Jesse Perlman. I think and somebody once called him Meth Damon. Yeah, Meth Damon. That's that's another M- nickname meth, for meth, him. Meth Damon. Yeah. Meth Damon <laughs> is another nickname for him. No, but I okay. I can forgive him and Aaron Paul for you know gaining weight. They're they're both older than they were when they originally played these roles, and they I gained know. a little weight. Let's talk about something that I don't forgive, and that is towards the end of this, <laughs> the last flashback scene. Yeah, the yeah, last flashback scene is uh, a, a, a scenario where he and Walt <laughs> are sitting down eating, and Walt's makeup, his scalp makeup, is absolutely ridiculous looking. Yeah, he, I, he looked I, like an alien. He looked like an alien. He looked like I didn't know where his forehead and his eyebrows began and ended. <laughs> I was struggling to figure this out and he's just sitting there and a lot more hunchback than he was when he was originally playing Walter White it didn't fit it didn't need to be here if you wanted to make a you wanted to make a movie about Walt I'm I'm sorry Walt if you wanted to make a movie about Jesse and his ending fine you didn't need to show me Walt just because of oh look Walt and Jesse that's all that was that's that's oh, yeah. the sole purpose for the scene at the end of that thing. Mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I, I'm such a Breaking Bad fan that I feel bad about the way I feel about this movie. But 
I can't change the way I feel about this movie. Well, I, I mean, it- dude, there's, there's tons of movies that we can enjoy, and then we see what happens afterwards. I mean, let's think about the Tim Burton Batman movies. And not ever have to talk about the Schumacher Batman movies, even though they're technically part of the same series. Yeah, nope. <laughs> All set. Technically. I mean, that's the thing. Is like, But we can still we can still enjoy Batman and Batman Returns without having to I talk can. about the other no, ones. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. And I do still enjoy Batman and Batman Returns. It's just... Right. The way that this series was so beloved by literally millions of people and Vince Gilligan did all that promising up and down that he wasn't going to ruin it, this movie kind of tarnishes that legacy because you're, I'm not going to say you're portraying the feeling of Breaking Bad, but you're almost portraying the character of Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. I could do without that. But anyways... The first black flashback scene is Todd explaining to Jesse that, yeah, everybody's gone and uh, you're going to come with me today because I need your help with something. And it's, yeah. it's putting the hatchback on his El Camino. Well, there was more to it. No, no, but... there's not more to it until the second flashback. It's it's I right. need you to help me put this uh, hatchback on my El Camino. And then that's it. And then that's the end of the first flashback scene. We're going to go in order right. on those because I have a point to make at the end about them. Okay. Um, we then see Jesse sitting in his car and the news for whatever reason, the news feels the need to confirm that Walter White is dead. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why the news needed to confirm that Walt was dead. Just to kind of give you a timeline. But everybody. Okay. Okay. See, I didn't look at it that way. It's It's just to give you a timeline so you understand what's going on there. I didn't look at it as a timeline. I looked at it as, you know, more of confirmation for the audience that, no, don't speculate, Walter's dead. I didn't think it was... Eh. No, I, don't know. I, I really think it was just... I think it was just a time reference, just so, so people understood where this... When this was happening in comparison to what we saw before. Anyways... That's, uh, that's what I got. Jesse uh, breaks back into what we know later is Todd's apartment... He rips mm-hmm. the tape open, and the 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 suspense scene here of the landlord <laughs> watering plants, the and nosy walk, guy, the nosy guy, and he's walking around again. Felt so forced. This would never happen. And even if it did happen, who cares? Like, well, okay. I, so I don't. That's I. Go 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 ahead. Go ahead. No no no. You go ahead. I mean okay. I, we find out later why it's a big issue. This guy is a big mouth. He will say something because he's super nosy, which we find but, out in the in the later flashback. I'm just like specifically how nosy he is. The camera cutting back and forth between Jesse, the nosy lady. Oh, okay. The, the, as, hand, as intense as the they tape, made it, the, yeah. it was way over the top. Like what? Why? That's well, what beca- I'm talking because about. Because they like, had to find a way to make this exciting. This I guess really so. long. I guess so. <laughs> like, oh, I guess what's so. gonna happen? You know, uh, I mean, I'd, I what I want to do now is it, it inspired me, and I want to make um I want to make a video of me tying my shoes before going to work <laughs> and make it as intense as I possibly can. Hurry up and tie my shoes before the kid wakes up. <laughs> like, don't want them to accidentally wake up. Oh no, I dropped the baby powder off the dresser. <gasps> Catch it. Oh, we're good. Baby didn't wake up. Sneak oh out of the room. All right. Like, dude, I could totally make this and, and I can and then I can put it on Netflix and 
<laughs> you, could hire, you, could, you, could, you could hire Danny Elfman to score it and make it real intense, just add to it. Right. Right, yeah. and then all I have to do is ask Brian Cranston if he'll put on a really bad bald wig and just, you know, <laughs> just pop his head in there just because it's a reference to Breaking Bad, a show that we all used to love. Yeah. There we go. The next big hit on Netflix. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Heck, um, I, could probably make, I could probably make a series out of it. We, <laughs> a series out of tying <laughs> your shoes? Well, no, I mean, just like, um, you know, the the struggles of being a parent, you know, of Don't two children... Up. And try not to wake his, them up when you're getting ready his, to go to work. There you go. Here's the name of your show. Don't wake up the kids. That's don't the name wake of your up show. the kid. Don't, don't wake up the kids. Don't, don't wake up the kids. Anyway, it's a, it's a spin. It's a spinoff on on Don't Wake Daddy. You know the I, old I, game, but the, we're you know so. we're taking it to a whole new level. Oh my! I think God. we could do this. Black and white <laughs> productions, man. Let's we do get, it. <laughs> we get our. We get our. That's all you, brother. Uh, I told you. I told you. There's a reason we did productions. That's all you, brother. You wanna you wanna make a a, a short film about dropping baby powder and freaking out. That's it. that's all you, man. We get a second flashback, and it's now they're in the apartment, and then we do find out about the nosy landlord, whoever he is. He's talking Todd's ear off. Jesse's behind the door, looking through the peephole. Um, mm-hmm. We find out that Jesse's really there to help clean up a cleaning lady's body. Now I have to tell you this. With everything that was going on with Jesse, everything that he was like, you know, super just like freaking out about, I kind of thought Todd was just a super creep and there was going to be something, I mean, I hate to say it, but sexually involved. That's exactly what I thought. That's where my mind was going And the entire time I'm like, what's happening here? What's he going to do? He's like, oh, I've got this guy captive. I can basically do whatever I want. I'm a weird dude. You know, I kept, and I and I and I and I kept thinking that was going to happen. Then we saw the, the dead lady. I'm like, oh, okay, it's just a dead lady. And again, <laughs> this goes this goes lady. this goes back to the desensitization of of the audience when they watch things like this. And I said, oh, it's just a dead lady. Wow, <laughs> this is the day and age we live in, folks. <laughs> we go, it's just a dead lady. Where where a dead lady is preferable <laughs> to rape. That's right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, rape is never good, but the point is. You know, the fact that you can still say it's just a dead lady. I'm just saying, I'm ridiculous. just I'm just making a point that that's what my man went to. I thought oh, that yeah. this was going to be some creepy act and Todd was going to get kind of physical. But and it's weird because I had to keep reminding myself during this scene, like, no, he was creeping on Lydia. There, There's no way that this Todd guy is all of a sudden going to come out of the closet as a homosexual. I don't think it's a matter. I don't think it's a matter of that. I think it was a matter like I wasn't looking at it as a homosexual thing. I was looking at it as he's a weird guy and he's he's having a power struggle. And that's what it comes down to. I mean, you don't look about the people in prison. They don't do that because they, they're homosexual. They do that because they want power and they want control. And so I, I, I wouldn't put it past this character of Todd to want to do something like that. What more control can you have over another human being than to exactly. keep him in a cage? Um, well, that was my cage To keep him in a cage and do whatever you want to him? I guess so. I'm just saying, like, that's that's where my mind went because it almost made sense based on the entire situation around it. I'm not condoning it in any way. I'm just saying. I don't know. That the, 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 the character, the character of Todd, from what I remember about Breaking Bad, he was he was definitely a sociopath. He had a oh, whole yeah. lot of mental problems. But yeah, uh, especially to, the way that he was talking about this woman that he killed and explaining why and how. It's just he's just like, oh, yeah. I just, yeah, you know, I mean, so, no, she was actually, she was actually awesome. She was exactly. great. Never told a let's lie. In, and it's like, let's, 
okay. let's get into that. He killed her because she found a book full of money. Well, a cut out encyclopedia full of money. And mm. that's no reason to kill somebody. Here's where I kind of fell apart a little bit with this. After everything that Jesse has seen and done in his life, uh, here and with Walter, I find it really hard to believe that the sight of a dead body is going to have that kind of effect on him. You know what? I I agree with you. I definitely do agree with you. But I also look at he was trying to go straight. He was trying to get out of that life, and he pushed it all out. But... In the light of all the events and everything at this point, yes, I agree that he probably wouldn't have reacted the way that he did. Um, but still, he would be distraught seeing somebody who was dead there. Maybe he would be distraught, but to have a full-on physical episode and have to shy away and start to shudder and fear and everything, it's just, yeah. are, you, are, you, are, you, are you sickened by the sight of a dead body or are you afraid for your life in this situation? Cause... I feel like he might I think it might have been more afraid for his life in the situation like he doesn't okay. know what's going on he's thinking this okay well this is finally my end after all this I'm just gonna die anyway and yeah I think he was just at that point it, it's hard to say what he was thinking because he was probably thinking about five million things because he was so messed up at that point yeah it's really with all the trauma. This... And this again goes back to what we were saying before here we are with this character who's done these unbelievably bad things and we're supposed to feel sympathy for him in this situation. Now, I don't Mm -hmm. think that anybody should have to go through it no matter what crime you committed, but at the same time, this isn't supposed to be a likable or lovable character, but yet, oh, he's afraid and he's sickened by the sight of a body and look at how frail he looks. Oh, and I just, I think it's cheap. I just think it's a cheap way to get the audience to feel sympathy for him all over again. And again, it's just, it's hammered home. Um, Let's move on a little bit. Uh, We get this really weird thing where Todd is really insistent on giving Jesse some soup. (laughs) (laughs) I just thought it was, I just thought it was funny. Like, there's the body. uh, Here's the book that had the money in it. This is why I killed her. You sure you want some soup? Uh, You want some soup? You sure you don't want any soup? Has him put I the think book- that's the that's the whole point is as you said with him being a sociopath. It's just a matter yeah. of like they're just showing like how twisted this guy is. Where he's like he's like, dude, like I'm come on, like it's just these things are happening around him, and he's just so comfortable with it because that's just his life. You know, that's just how he thinks, I and guess. he's just moving on with his life. But for us, we're like, this is not right. This is not normal. But Todd's just Todd. This so, is it's horrible. This is horrible. Yeah. Um. Yeah, anyways, they end up moving the body. It's just, it's bad. They they, they wrap mm-hmm. the body up in the carpet and toss it out of a window. Yep. How does nobody see this? Like, I, I find yeah. it, it, it always blows my mind how when you have either a television show or these movies and you have people and they're up to some shady stuff, broad daylight in public and no one saw no one heard a thunk and looked out their window and goes, huh, I wonder what's in that carpet that's bulging very awkwardly. Like, yeah, really? Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I and the reason why I'm coming down so hard on this is because I know Vince Gilligan is so much better than this. 
This right. felt really, really, really rushed. I mean, just watch Better Call Saul and you'll understand what I mean. That show oh, has more cohesiveness than this movie does. It's right. ridiculous. Um, so we cut back to Jesse. He's ripping Todd's apartment apart, looking for this money. Mm-hmm. He can't find it. The books have been emptied. The, the apartment has been tossed. And here's something that I am going to praise. This is an amazing scene where it's 2D and there's cuts of Jesse in every room going nuts looking for this money. And I thought it was really clever to do that. It just shows yeah. how sporadic he is in that moment. I have to find this money. I am going to mm. look through every nook and cranny for it. And it really did a good job of that rather than just show, you know, some ridiculous five minute montage of him in every single room. Nope. Just pan the camera out 2d. There he is in every room going nuts. Let's keep moving forward. You know, great way to cut time. Great way to showcase exactly what Jesse's going through right there in that moment. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And how quickly he's running around frantically. Yeah, it was, it was really good. It was really well done. I liked it. Um, he's looking out the window and he notices that his parents are on a television. He quickly runs to turn the TV on, and his parents are sitting there just going, turn yourself in, to which I'm saying, yeah, turn yourself in. Nothing is... even. And here's the thing. Even if he does turn himself in right now, any court is going to be kind of lenient with him given what he's been through. Right. He's not, it's not going to be rough. He's young at this point. He's supposed to be what, 22, 23? He's under 25. Right. He's not, the punishment isn't going to be that bad. Any punishment you get right now is going to be better than what you're putting yourself through. And especially going to be better than forking over what, something like 200 grand to this guy who's just going to give you this identity so you can escape to Alaska. Come on. You're going to throw away your entire life and who you are and your identity when you're not going to do that much time. You're just not. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's weird the way that that whole thing played out. Um, we get our, another flashback scene. Okay. So Todd's singing whatever country (laughs) song he's singing. I should have looked it up to write it down. He's singing this song about meeting a woman and sitting down and talking to her. He sees a truck goes by and he tries to get the kid to honk his horn. Like he's a little kid. Mm -hmm. Wow. Again, goes back to the sociopath. He's just like. All this stuff is happening, and he's just do 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 driving around. Nice day, huh? Hey, how you how you doing? Hey, uh, you know, maybe we'll get some pizzas later, huh? You know, oh like he's God. just like whatever. Um, actually, I will say, um, so that's what we're talking about right now. They're gonna go take the body. They're gonna go bury it, right? And yeah. So as they're driving down, I I thought the gun scene was great. Um. And I okay. thought, I thought, and I thought it really did fall in with the the feel of Breaking Bad as this one scene. But again, it goes back to like, where is Jesse right now? Is he just that messed up? But he's like, he's confused. He wants to, you know, he wants to save the kid, you know, and make sure the kid's yeah, safe. Yeah, there's there's okay. a whole threat of Brock being out there, which I will, I will give a lot of credit to Jesse. He's putting himself through this so that another human being, a kid, can live. Right. And I will, right. I will applaud Jesse for that. He, in, in this instance, I kind of think he's doing the right thing. Like I'm just, and I, I think I, that's what they were really pushing upon here to make you, you know, look at this character and say, okay, you know, I'm kind of rooting for Jesse because he's doing this sacrificial thing for another person. And maybe, um, 
maybe maybe that's what it does come down to. Maybe because mm, I did have this thought through the film. Maybe he looks at everything that he's going through right now as some type of penance, and yeah. he need and the the only thing that's out there that he's sacrificing himself for is this innocent kid whose mother was you know killed brutally. So mm-hmm. maybe that's another thing. Like maybe I can root for Jesse in that aspect, but but still, I mean, uh, I have a hard time wrapping my head around that. It's complicated to say the yeah. least. Um, well, and we do so. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the whole thing. So basically, Todd is just oblivious, right? Like he's just d- doing the Todd, you know? Yeah, <laughs> doing, doing his the thing. Todd. Living his life and just like, oh, happy-go-lucky, whatever. Like, knowing he's like, hey, you know, don't screw up because, you know, I'll kill the kid. <laughs> like, no big deal. <laughs> and he's like, oh, go get me another pack of cigarettes, you know, from the glove box. And it's it's funny because it's like, come on, you, you didn't know that was there? Like, you knew he that knew was, was there. He knew it was there. Like, he absolutely I mean, he, knew, but he that knew that was there, was, but he, he didn't think about it. So he's like, okay, he gets the gun. Jesse's standing there with the gun. And it's just this whole, like, hey, man, I mean... Well, we're going to get some pizza. I mean, whatever whatever kind of pizza you want. And I'm thinking, I'm like, he can get whatever pizza he wants if he shoots him. You know, like, <laughs> why does it matter? And then and then you go back to the mind, the, the, the thought of like, oh, well, if something happens, then something happens to Brock. Okay, yeah. got it. And, you, and you know, you have, even, to keep, you have to keep going through that because he could clearly have taken, you know, this psycho out at many points, you know, with the opportunities he had there. But he had to keep going back to, I don't want to do anything that's going to endanger this, just this child. Right. So that's why I like how this worked. You know, again, he's also like freaking out. He's got this, you know, this trauma he's going through and he just like he can't handle it. So he's not the same Jesse he was before because of everything that's happened to him. We saw Jesse before. He'd be jumping up there and like, you know, freaking out on him. But that's just not who he is anymore. Not anymore. So this was a this was like crazy. And I th- so as as ridiculous and slow and goofy as it is that Todd's like saying, hey, man, I'll go get you a pizza like any topping you want, like pepperoni. All right. What's your, yeah. What's your, <laughs> what's your favorite kind of pizza? Huh? Yeah. Come on, buddy. Come on. Give me yeah. the gun. Give me the gun. And you really see how broken Jesse is in this moment where he just like, exactly. starts cracking and he's crying as he hands over the gun. And it's Todd just takes him by the shoulder take a look at that view it is so creepy in that oh it was Mm -hmm. yeah it's bad yeah it's pretty bad but the scene itself was really well done because of it was really well done. you really got a sense of the character so i think of of the whole thing i watched that was probably my favorite part that or and the um the vacuum guy but we'll we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) but the todd scenes and that's the point that i wanted to make in a story that's supposed to be about Jesse in his bookend of Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. The best parts that come out of this movie aren't about Jesse. It's about mm-hmm. Todd and, <laughs> I mean, our vacuum cleaner friend. And that whole thing, what he pulls with the cops, were both brilliantly done. Everything with oh, yeah. Jesse just feels so shoved down your throat forced. And that's a shame to say. Again, this is supposed to be a movie about Jesse Pinkman. Not Todd and not Vacuum Guy, but that's mm-hmm. what I walked away with. I walked away feeling a lot more for those two characters than I did Jesse, and I <laughs> kind of feel like that shouldn't have been the case. Right. That's right. just me. Um, yeah. We go back to Jesse as he's looking for the money, 
And very conveniently, he's banging his head against a refrigerator and he hears the money thud on the inside or, or, or right. something thud on the inside. Mm-hmm. And he finds a wad of cash. Right then and mm-hmm. there, a couple of cops come in. Jesse runs to hide. Uh, he gets one of them a gunpoint. The cop he has a yeah. gunpoint says lieutenant. And the guy yeah. who's on the outside of the living room immediately picks up on that like, wait a minute. Why is he calling me lieutenant? These aren't right. really cops. Okay. Right. Here we right. are. These aren't really cops. There is a standoff. Jesse does the right thing here, which I was super surprised about. I am so shocked that he surrendered in this moment. Right. But like, he, was surre- he, he was surrendering to non-cops. So no, we're like, they're ah. not. <laughs> the, point isn't, the point isn't that they're not cops. The point is that he surrenders. Oh, I know. I know. Which I... I did not see that coming at all. I'm I'm sitting here like there's going to be some ridiculous shootout and this movie is going to go a completely opposite direction. That's what I was yeah. thinking. Nope, yeah. not what nope. happened at all. <laughs> These guys aren't cops. They're there to rob the place just like Jesse is. There's a standoff. Jesse gets tied up. I know where the money is. They come to an agreement and there's going to be a three-way split. Mm-hmm. Um... Do I talk about... So, there is a weird thing where Jesse recognizes this guy, and there's a quick, quick scene of somebody welding somebody. Like, it's a quick jump flashback cut thing where where somebody's doing some welding, and I have no idea what's going on in that moment, but Jesse Uh recognizes this guy, and it's, I was wondering when you were going to recognize me. Yeah, and 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 I'm sitting there saying, I'm like, did I miss this part? Like, I know I haven't watched the show in a while. I'm like, I don't get it. I'm like, man, it's been a really long time since I watched the show. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, it's just something we never saw before. That this was something this. this was something specifically for the movie. Right. Why? Well, just just again. Just because. To just make because. The movie. <laughs> just because. Oh, my God. Anyways. Uh, Jesse. Well, again, this goes back to, like, what are we actually... What what is what are we upset about about this? Are we upset that there's no that it's not an original story, or are we upset that it's you know um, it's too much? Just like we're watching the show, uh, like what what is our our main issue with the whole thing? So I'm thinking it's like okay, we can be we can be upset. Like I was saying earlier, I'm like it's not like it's a standalone, but they have some things that they added to this that were sort of could be standalone. Like that's a standalone situation. Hey, remember this happened? This guy has a connection here, and then. Blah, blah, blah. Like, they tried to add things into it to make more, but the thing is, they didn't do it right. They, they didn't, didn't do, do it right, right to make it stand alone. Like, that should have been, like, a whole thing where, like, here's this guy on the run, and then he has this entire situation with this welding guy and his group of cronies or whatever. I mean, it's not any way they could have set it up with the characters they used, but they should have had, like, an actual ongoing, you know, new story the, for the, Jesse in the, order for us to be invested into it like it's a movie. I was thinking of it like that, like you said, and the way that I'm not a writer, <laughs> I have no credentials at all. This is just the way that I would have done it. I feel like that this welding character should have been somewhat of an insurance policy. Hey, mm. if anything goes wrong, you don't let Jesse get away. That right. could have been a very compelling movie. 
That could have mm-hmm. been, like I said before, like we're in this fugitive-esque scenario where Jesse has to A, escape from the police and get out of the country, and now B, there are these people out there who are also hunting him for everything that went down with, you know, Uncle Jack and his Nazi thugs. That, right there, there's your movie. That could have been so much better than forcefully, you know, shoving down my throat, feel sympathy for Jesse, and just Alaska, the end. That's right. what I feel like this movie did to me. And mm-hmm. I didn't like it. Um, but the, I'm only saying that because you asked, what are we really upset about? That's what I'm upset about. And right. maybe maybe I'm putting too much into it because I am such a big Breaking Bad fan. I expected so much more. And I felt like I didn't get the potential for what this could have been. It's like you go to a restaurant and you order steak. You order a filet and they bring you a dried up piece of beef Yep. that you have to douse in A1 sauce. Yep. You shouldn't have to put A1 on filet. No. Thank you. Never. That's how I feel. That's how I mm-hmm. feel this movie was. Anyways. Yep. Um, <laughs> Jesse bounces with his yeah, want, bag full of money. Now. Yeah, I yeah. Really want some steak? Yeah, sounds good. It's been like um, a year. Jesse- wow. Oh. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Jesse bounces, and uh, he goes to see the vacuum guy. He finds him because the van is parked outside <laughs> of the vacuum store, and I'm thinking this is stupid. This this guy who's smuggling criminals out of the state, out out of out of the law's reach, is just gonna park his getaway van outside his store. Brilliant, mm. brilliant. It wasn't so That's- much a getaway van, but I, I think there's more to it. This guy has a really good plan. He's done forever, and he knows how to like this. This is a really smart guy. He yeah. really knows what he's doing. I and guess it's... so, but this is a van that we have seen him pick Walt up in. We have seen him pick Saul Goodman up in. We Nobody saw else him has, pull, though. We saw him pull up on a major highway. We saw him pull up next to Jesse. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, maybe not park this thing at where you work, at your cover mm-hmm. store. Find, mm-hmm. find, find somewhere else to put it. I don't know. That's just me. Um, there's, there has to be some coercing going on here, of course. Uh, first of all, the vacuum guy denies anything until Jesse lays out a bunch of money on the table and then it comes down. He's like, you're the guy, you're the guy, you are the guy. (laughs) I saw the van. (laughs) And that's the thing. That's the thing. If Jesse, not the smartest person in the world, Jesse, can figure mm-hmm. out that's your van, you're the guy, maybe find a different place to put your van. Yeah. I, Just, I, I'm sorry, man. After every, if, if Breaking Bad has taught me anything about Jesse, it is he's, he's, he's intelligent when it comes to street stuff, but... Everything else, he's kind of lost in the world, and he's kind of in the woods with blinders but, on. But you see, we see the, in this scene, not so much. <laughs> no, 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 no brains at all. Um. Okay. Yeah. So he's talking. Puts to all him the money on the table. Puts all the money on the table. You're the guy. Get me out of here. You're the guy. 
And the vacuum guy, you owe me for that first pickup. Yeah, you're the guy. Wait, what? I owe you. And he's and he ends up being short a few <laughs> thousand dollars. He ends up yeah. being short a few thousand dollars in the vacuum guy. You're, you're short money. Take a hike. This money can last you for years. Travel at night. Best of luck to you. Godspeed. Get out of yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was great. That would have been, again, that would have been great. Send this guy packing on his way. This is an easy, this is too much of an easy out for Jesse. It's so easy. He's calling the cops. You won't leave? I'm calling the cops. Yeah. Jesse. And I, I and, love, <laughs> he leaves, ahead. he comes back, and then, and then he calls, the, he tries to call the guy's bluff. And I'm looking at it, and, and the guy is just like not budging. And I'm like, Jesse would know this, but I'm like, I would be so happy if he really did call the cops. And then sure enough, <laughs> he did call the cops. I mean, his whole his whole reasoning was, no, they make you stay on the phone. They wouldn't get they wouldn't just hang up like that. You call and he's like, OK, well, whatever. This so makes sense there. It does make there. sense. If, it does you, make sense. If you call the cops and there's an emergency, they usually do make you stay on the phone with them until somebody gets there. They do say, that please stay on the sense. line until help arrives. I get yeah. that. But he still could have just hung up on them. Well, he still could have just hung up the phone. No big deal. They would They would have called back. Again, they that doesn't need make to. a the little cops bit already of sense. There. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. This was... The, Jesse tries to call his bluff and it completely fails. There are the oh, cops right hilarious. there outside the place. Jesse runs <laughs> and very calm, nonchalant, don't forget your money. And he flies back and grabs a big bag of money and then bolts. And I yeah. love, I love the vacuum guy story. How you doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, he took off. Uh, yeah. Tall, white kid, five, six, five, five, uh, tattoo <laughs> right here on his head. Large insect. Yeah. He went that way. Cops take off. It was brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Again, this, this guy thought about everything. So this except guy, for, except for not to park his van outside. I guess I, I'm nitpicking on the van. I I get it. I guess I'm. It, bleh. But still, and here we go. Much like Todd, I like this interaction better than I liked anything else in the movie. <laughs> this was amazing. Yep. Um. So he needs to make some more money. He needs to figure out how to get more money. And the only thing he could think of is like, I could just steal from my parents. But right. we don't know that. We see That's him calling what I his thought. parents. That's what I thought. He calls his parents. Uh, he makes up an excuse to get him out of the house. Meet me at this park where we used to go picnicking. And here's and here's something else that I had. So his parents leave the house. Jesse watches them leave the house and watches uh, two cars who are monitoring the house follow the parents, and one car stays behind. Mm. I'm not 100% sure if Jesse knows that there was one car that stayed behind to watch the house, mm. but Jesse breaks in the house. Here we go. Yep. There is still a key underneath one of the bricks that I'm mm -hmm. guessing his parents have been leaving there for years. Right. Um, he breaks in. He goes to the safe. I'm guessing the safe used to be his birthday, but because of what happened, his parents got the bright idea to change the combination to the safe. To what? Mm -hmm. Oh, his brother's birthday. How right. stupid are these parents? Meh. Meh? I don't know if it was his birthday or he just assumed it was. 
I don't know. He says he's. I feel like we touched upon it at one point. Didn't wasn't that in the show at one point that he stole from his parents? Um, I thought this was a repeat. I mean, it sound it seems so familiar. He goes to his parents' house because he has to hide out somewhere for for a little while. I don't think Mm. he flat out steals from his parents in the show. I don't remember that happening. If it did, it was something small, like a spoon or a fork or something. It wasn't anything (coughs) substantial. Right. But his parents, uh, the whole thing is, is your son is a criminal on the run and you leave your key underneath a brick. Like, Mm -hmm. I get it. I get leaving a key outside in case somebody gets locked out and you have to get in. But the fact that Jesse looks in the place where he's probably been looking for for years since he was probably a teenager and it's still there. They didn't move it. Mistake number one. Mistake number two. You change the combination to your safe. He used to know the combination. I'm guessing because he picks up on the birthday thing. The combination used to be Jesse's birthday, and he says whatever his brother's name, his birthday, and he types that in, and the safe opens. It's just these are so these are predictable people. Again, yep. your kid is out there on the run, a known criminal all over the news, and you don't change things up. Hey, maybe not leave that. Key the last thing on my mind. Really, with everything else going on, it's probably the last thing on their mind. To bring the key inside the house and not leave it out there, so they probably don't think about it. They probably don't even use the key. They probably never like they thought about, they forgot about it because they never had to use it. I don't know. I don't they think didn't. I would it's think. not the first thing on people's mind. I'm just saying, with all that stuff happening, it's not the first thing on your mind. But I don't know. I don't think I would leave a key outside. Yeah, I know. That's just me. I mean, if if if, if you know anybody in my family all of a sudden became a meth cooking outlaw. I'm changing locks. I'm hiding anything of value. I'm probably moving some things to a storage. Like, I'm not going to leave anything to chance. Maybe that's just me. So he breaks open the safe, and he takes a couple of antique guns. And uh, (laughs) here we go. It is, and I actually wrote this down. This is going to be the showdown at Candy Welding Corporation. Because that's exactly what this is. This 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 thing turns into a western all of a sudden. So oh, I know. I he know. shows up. <laughs> he shows up there, and there are the dancing girls. So he has to wait this out. And they're in there. They're getting lap dances. The music is playing loud. They're doing a whole bunch of cocaine. They're having a great time. And we get another flashback of Jesse being held prisoner, and mm. he's on the line that's well the the not the 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 wire the harness wire that's like keeping him yeah at his cook zone (laughs) okay yeah his lead and they tell him to run to try to break it and he's just going back and forth trying to break this thing and it's the most pathetic looking thing you 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 could imagine and again they're they're setting you up feel bad for this character because what's about to happen is just, you know, for me, nailing the coffin. Hmm. Here we go. He goes in there and you want my money? Well, my money is in the desk over there in the corner if you can get it. And just opens fire. And here we, like, showdown style, hand on gun, one, two, three, jaw, and Jesse just reaches in his pocket with another gun and blows this guy away. No, his hand was in the pocket the entire time, so he didn't have to worry about it. 
And it was it was definitely like that was like a like a goofy Clint Eastwood moment, you know, the way they right. did it. And I'm like, okay, yeah. you know. So it um, was it was interesting to see that. Like, let's let's have an old school like, you know, duel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I th- I thought it was it was interesting to see that like a modern day duel. Okay, okay, cool, whatever. You know, and the guy was clearly like messed up because he was being super weird. When he was like getting up in his buddy's face there, when he was asking him questions, and he's just, and he's well, just like, "Go get my money!" Like he's all like, he's all okay. he, he's all coked up. The adrenaline's running high. I understand that, but oh, just yeah. the fact that we have a showdown, we have a western showdown at the end of this Breaking Bad story. I still don't know how I feel about it. I'm on the fence, yep. and I have a feeling like with time, I'm either going to love this or I'm going to hate this, but I'm, I'm still kind of, I'm still on the fence about it. I'm not entirely sure how I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, He has a shootout with another guy, and they're shooting at each other worse than Stormtroopers. Yeah, they just unlo- They just unload on each other and hit nothing. Like, they, yeah. neither one of them hit any, and Jesse... <laughs> For the most time, he's just kind of moving real slow. This other guy's, you know, zigzagging all over the place, and it's just they unload nothing, not a thing, and finally, pop, pop, he's dead. Yep. Okay. Um. The other guys, you know, show me your licenses. All right, I know where you live. Get out of here. Okay. Yep. And then he blows the place up. Yep. Just Jesse blows this place up, and just for fun. <laughs> just for fun, just because he could at that moment, and I'm thinking, why? What is the point in 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 blowing this place up? You're running. You have the money to pay the vacuum guy to get away. You're not going to be around much longer if everything goes to plan. You did. It's not mm-hmm. like you touched anything on the inside of there that they could like lift fingerprints or anything like that off of. And why even if they did, you... what's what's it matter? Exactly. What's the yeah. point in blowing this up? Just because mm. they just w- Gilligan just wanted an explosion in this movie. That's yep. the only reason why they blow this place up. Yep. Oh God. Here we go. Final flashback. This is the one. Jesse is in a hotel, taking an ice bath for whatever reason. Yeah, I was confused. I'm like, is that Jesse? Like, what is that? Like, yep, I couldn't Jesse, tell who it was, and I kept rewinding it to figure out what am I watching right now? Is this a flashback? Jesse, is this some other Jesse guy? Jesse in a tub, um, dumping ice. The only thing I can imagine is when their RV, the battery died, and they were talking about going to a hotel for the night. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole thing about them talking about, we're going to a hotel tonight and we got to stop cooking right now. Let's go, you know, bed, TV, come on, a good meal. And they're getting ready to go and the RV is dead and they spend like two days in the desert, like on death door. Right. Until right. finally Walt builds a battery. I'm guessing Walt builds the battery and they go to a hotel. I'm guessing that's what this scene is. It's the only thing yeah. that makes sense. Mm. So, um, Jesse is taking his ice bath. He then gets on the phone with, I'm guessing, is Jane. Yeah. And then we get the scene of Jesse and Walt walking down the hallway ominously. I I, I don't know why. They, they did not need to walk down the hallway looking like they're ready to mess some stuff up. It, it just, it, for effect, for, yeah, oh my God, it's Walt. Like, that's the moment they were going for, but uh, why? And... Brian Cranston looks ridiculous. 
Yep. Looks absolutely ridiculous. Um, they sit down for breakfast. Walt starts coughing a little bit. They're having a conversation, and Jesse assures him, your family's going to get every dime, no matter what happens. Yep. Uh, Walt changes the subject. Why don't you go to college? And Jesse mm-hmm. says, which is such a Jesse Pinkman answer, well, I would want to study sports medicine. <laughs> what is sports medicine? Well, no. sports medicine? <laughs> um, sports medicine. I thought, I, I imagined it was something to do with, you know, um, I'm thinking like sports therapy in a way. Like helping out, helping out athletes medically. Okay, okay, that's what I kind of got. Medicine, <laughs> right. sport, yeah, helping, sports, medicine, being, but still, being, just, just, yeah, working in, as a physician in some way to athletes. That's the okay. closest thing I can think of. To, sure, but it's very general. It's it's so stupid. He's so mm-hmm. stupid, but the the lovable kind of stupid, I guess. I guess that's what yeah. they're going for there. Um. And Walt puts him on the path of business, mar- business and marketing. You mm-hmm. could teach this, and it w- and he could at this point. Oh yeah, everything that Jesse knows from what he learned on the street on his own and from Walt, he would be mm-hmm. amazing in any business venture he took up. He'd be a millionaire, of course. Of course. Uh, oh my God! So. He's like, you you go out, you get your GED, and he's like, GED. He's like, I graduated. <laughs> oh God, that was that was. You were standing right there when they gave me my diploma, <laughs> which it 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 doesn't surprise me that that would slip Walt's mind that he graduated. I mean, oh of course, Walt looks at him like he's an idiot. I mean, Walt loves him in his own way, but he still looks at like you're 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 an idiot. And I get it. Um. And then it's so weird that back to what you said before, how we're glorifying, we're glorifying everything that's going on in the show and a lot like it. Uh, Walt's final line in this is, you're lucky. You didn't have to wait your whole life to do something special. Mm, yeah. And, I, and that's been- what I thought, too. Special? I'm like, special? Like- yeah. What this guy? This guy spent his whole life saying, "One day I'm gonna be the best meth cook in the world." <laughs> like, <laughs> I've done it, Dad. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> okay. Good, good for you. Good yeah. for you. Anyways, yeah. and, and I that's... thought that was really odd. Like I get what he was trying to say. So do I. You know, I but, get what he was but trying it was, to it say, was but poorly worded because it's like something special. What yeah. do you think this is? Something special. You're cooking and selling drugs so you can get money. Okay. Well, I mean, Walt is in the Empire business, so I guess that's special. Anyways, uh, and then we're at the end. He arrives in Alaska. His new name is Mr. Driscoll. He gives uh, the vacuum cleaner dude a letter to mail to Brock. We don't know what's in the letter. And... um. Words, words are in the letter, I guess, yes, but we words. don't know what's actually written. And I'm kind of curious to know what he has to say. Like, th- well, they'll make kid- another movie about that. So they'll make another movie about Brock. No, no, no. They'll make another movie about what's in the letter, and they'll drag <laughs> it out for about an hour and a half. So, 
Because they'll have flashbacks. Because as he's but, reading uh, it, they'll keep but, flashing back to the times that they had. See, I'm thinking, see, when you said they'll have a movie about <laughs> what's in the letter, I'm thinking, like, this is a movie about the intricate details of the USPS. And uh, we're well, going yeah. gonna, gonna, <laughs> to follow this letter from, you know, where did he say he was going? Mexico City. So from Mexico City to Albuquerque, yeah. we're going to follow this and what's, letter for And an what's going to happen is you're going to see at one point, you know, they're going to have a flashback to one time that Walt went to a post office. Yeah, and spoke with, spoke with a person who still works for the post office at this point, and, and there was an interaction and something I, about eyebrows or something. I don't know. And then at this point, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. I really wouldn't. At this point, I wouldn't put it past him. And uh, we end with, I'm guessing a dream or some type of daydream vision that uh, Jesse and Jane. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's not a flashback. This isn't something that happened. Jesse is visioning this moment, right. and um, right. yeah, uh, she's talking about how going going with the flow of the universe is a horrible philosophy, and I wish I had made my own decisions. And that is how mm. this ends. Yep. So yeah, the, the, make your own decisions, I guess. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I uh, I was pretty disappointed. I I don't think I hid that very well. <laughs> um, yeah, I had a, yeah, I had I had a lot of problems. I had a lot of problems, but you know, it was it was only two hours, and unlike a lot of other things that could have happened, this doesn't tarnish the legacy of Breaking Bad for me. I will still be able to go back and rewatch the show periodically. Right. Right. Um, without this, I don't think I'll ever watch this again. I think this mm. was a one and done for me. I'm glad we talked about it. But yeah. this is this was definitely one done. Thank you. No more. Yeah, please. I mean, we definitely need to talk about it because of you know our our appreciation for the series that led up to it. And honestly, I thought that Better Call Saul was actually really good. Um, at least as far as I went with it. I, I I mean, they probably made like ten other episodes I haven't seen yet, or I don't even know if they're still making seasons. I have no idea. What's they are going on with them right now. They are still they are still making seasons. They're just. I'm guessing. Um, the Villigan team was on hiatus to make this because the show still hasn't come back yet and I don't know when it is at this point. Yeah. Well, I mean, I enjoyed what I saw. I liked it. Um, but, I mean, I, I so all, all in all, um, yeah, the, the this movie did not feel like a movie. It just felt like a really long episode that was dragged out. It, it, they, they, it, to me, like we were talking last week briefly about this, about how the first episode of Breaking Bad had so much in it. And when yeah. you watch that first episode, you you almost like when you before you like put it on or as you put it on, you forgot like how much was happening in there. Like it's incredible. You that get first like episode- here's this character and then you hear you see him going off and doing this and then there's the whole eight ball guy or whatever his name is. That whole you know, first episode, that whole first episode of Breaking Bad could have won like a short film award or something. Oh, it was of course, incredible of course. when that came out. Yeah, so you see that, and you're like, okay, in one episode of a show, they had all of that, and they had all that stuff that happened in there, and then they made this two hour movie that had, in reality, something that could have been told in five to ten minutes. Yeah, pretty much. And so that's where my disappointment lies. I feel like they stretched out an episode. They stretched out a boring episode of Breaking Bad yeah. to a to a feature like full length movie. Sorry, mm. it just it just didn't cut it for me. I yeah, enjoyed no. what I saw. 
but I was not, it did not surpass any expectations. It did not meet my expectation. Um, you know, I definitely went into it saying, oh boy, Breaking Bad. It's been a while since I've watched Breaking Bad. Let's see how much I have to remember. None of it. I, the only thing I had to remember was the basics of the show, which is Walt's dead. Jesse escaped. Yeah, that's it. And then I, and then I watched this and oh, oh, there's a kid that's like, you know, somewhere. (laughs) Got it. All right, that's all I need to know. Like, you didn't need to know any of the other details. There weren't a lot of flashbacks where it's like you needed to have that information. So, honestly... Well, see, but okay, so speaking to that, I guess that's kind of a positive because mm-hmm. you can watch this without watching Breaking Bad. Like, you don't right. have to spend the 62 hours of Breaking Bad in order to watch this movie. All you have no. to know is, okay, guy cooked meth, guy's dead, uh, this guy's trying to escape now, gotcha, and you're off <laughs> to the races. You don't really have to know anything else. Right, but again, that's there was no new of- plot added to this no no new there was no there was no single plot to this movie and since there's no plot it just becomes like throwback nostalgia to a show that's not on the air anymore and little random things just to me like oh that was cute (laughs) you know oh look a showdown (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna have a duel now all right well that has no place anywhere all right yeah again everything was put together like it was a tv show episode so yeah. that's that's my final statement on it is, hey, this would have been great if it was condensed into one TV show episode. Did not need to be stretched out to a full movie because it's not what it felt like. You're right. I absolutely agree with you. All right. Well, uh, wow. An hour and we're done. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. I knew right, it was going to be short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so did I. I didn't think that we were going to really... There's nothing to go into detail about. No, not really. Now, I'm glad you ca- agree, because I'm like, I'm not going to write notes. I bet she's going to have a ton of notes. And then I looked at your notes, and I was like, oh, never mind. Good, no, we're on the same no, page. Didn't, yeah, we're absolutely on the same page. No, and I knew this was going to be short, too. I was mm. like, this is just going to be recap. Uh, here, this was cool. This was neat. I hated all this. Done. Like, <laughs> I, it's yeah. just, whatever, man. All right, uh, we're done. So, all right. Until well, next it's been time. Fun. We'll see you later. Until next time. Good night. Adios, amigos. <laughs> <laughs>